Welcome to episode 135 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I'm really glad that you have joined me today. This episode is what I call a blog cast. It's the audio version of a written blog post that you can find on theintrovertentrepreneur.com. This post has been at least a year in the making. In true introvert fashion, I noticed a pattern of thought some time ago and took a while to process it internally before it became so urgent that it had to be expressed externally. The catalyst for finally sharing it happened last week when I was being interviewed for a colleague's podcast. She had asked me about challenges that I've overcome and what I learned from them. Once again, I was faced with this reality. I wasn't sure I had any challenges worth sharing. When I told her this, she was very intrigued and interested in talking about it. And I realized that perhaps I wasn't alone in my rather bizarre shame in not having walked through fire and come out alive with a really good story. And that's the backstory for today's post, which is much more of a personal essay than uh, I'm used to sharing on here. But it's titled, Confessions of an Untraumatized 40-something Happily Married Woman. I have a confession to make. Well, actually, multiple confessions. I've never been neglected or abused. I've never been robbed, unless you count the $40 Liz Claiborne purse stolen from me when I was a college freshman that had my hard-earned $70 week's pay in it. I've not been attacked or stalked or victimized. No substance abuse issues followed by recovery. No major accidents or incidents. No diseases or maladies that caused me to look or feel different from anyone else. I was never in a cult, and I've only seen the inside of a jail because of my participation in a leadership program. I have been fingerprinted, but only because I worked in a sleepy, and I, when I say that, I mean that literally, I once fell asleep at my desk, bank temp job one summer in college. I don't have parents, siblings, children, or a spouse who has any of the above that I know of. I'm white, cis-hetero, Christian, American, right-handed. I've been married 18 plus years to the same man and am doing work that is completely my choice. I'm not even allergic to anything. For all of my 16,450-ish days on this planet, I've had a roof over my head, food in my belly, shoes on my feet, and people I loved and who loved me. Sure, I have thousands of days yet to live, I hope, and anything can happen. But so far, so good. I thought my self-awareness of my painfully normal life was a recent revelation. But when I thought back to my childhood, I realized that I've always struggled with being normal. At around age 9 or 10, I read about St. Therese, also known as the Little Flower, and wanted to suffer to be a saint. I was fascinated with Beethoven and his deafness, thinking each time I got an ear infection, I would go deaf, and how interesting that would be. I felt like a drab little mouse with my brown hair and brown eyes and forgettable features. I longed to wear glasses or braces, ideally both, to have something different about me. I voluntarily asked for liver for dinner because I knew it was weird. And this one strikes me as particularly prophetic now. I remember passionately telling my father in my early teens that I wished I had something to overcome. Now that I dwell in the world of personal and professional growth, I feel the burden of my inadequately normal life pressing in on me again. 
Sure, I've had, or have, chronic mild depression, professional ups and downs, times when money is suffocatingly tight, the occasional inexplicable ailment that rushes me to the doctor but turns out to be nothing. I'm an introvert in an extrovert-leaning society. And sure, I'm a woman, but even that is of little consequence in my female-dominated profession. The bottom line is, I don't have a story. There's not an epic hero's journey that I can call on, no trauma that I've emerged from. I no longer have that teenage urge to overcome something, but I am still aware of my hypernormality. Maybe because it often seems like the people society deems most credible, the ones who command the stage and bookshelves and social media spaces, are stars in their own hero's journey, having emerged from life's hardships with an inspiring message. Let me say this before I go any further. I'm not dismissing those people or suggesting that their tragedy is their identity, nor do I think that they are always at choice when their trauma becomes a commodity or they are put on a pedestal because of it. In fact, many of them will say themselves that their aim is not to inspire you. I love Stella Young's TED Talk titled, I Am Not Your Inspiration, Thank You Very Much, in which she says that it's not the disability that she has that makes life hard, but the lie that people believe that a disability makes one exceptional. It's society that decides that hardships and adversity are inspiring, and everyday life is uninspiring. And those of us with a quote-unquote normal life might be wondering if we have anything to offer. So where do I get my authority? Who am I to say, I've learned this from life, so listen to me? And how many people are there like me who feel called to share a message or an experience, but question the power and worth of their voice because it comes from the seemingly non-event that is their life? Why would anyone care, let alone listen, if they haven't suffered and prevailed? When I switch into contemplative INFJ introvert mode, I realize a few things. Life is not a competition. It's just not. It's not about who can out-trauma everyone else. No one else has had my journey or your journey. Not then, not now, not ever. Therefore, everyone has a different story to tell. One that's not going to be heard unless you tell it. Your experiences, your insights, your revelations are valid. They don't have to be born of fire. They can be born of love and contentment. The world needs the dark and the light. We need stories of both pain and peace, rocky road and smooth vanilla. Living and loving each day, whether it's in spite of a debilitating illness or a stinging paper cut, is a triumph. Your complex wholeness is just as interesting because of the tiny hairline fractures, the almost invisible chinks in your armor. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, normal about you. Because when it comes to human beings, there's no such thing as normal. Or you could look at it another way. We'd all be considered normal, living the best that we know how, once society decides to stop glorifying trauma. Normal would be admiring someone for who they are, not for their obstacles. Where do you get your authority? Where do you get your unique voice? You get it from the millions of choices you've made since you were born. 
from the times you said yes, from the times you said no, and you lived with the consequences of those decisions. Those choices add up to an experience no one else has had before. If you look at your story sliced and diced into isolated incidents, it's probably a bit dull. But taken in totality, you are a multifaceted prism that reflects and refracts light in countless directions. Don't dismiss your normal life as unremarkable. And take a second to think about that word, unremarkable. It means something is expected, routine, or unimpressive. And your life, my life, is anything but. Your identity and message come from the unique bundle of experiences that all add up to a perspective that no one else on this planet, living, dead, or yet to be born, shares. The next time you ask yourself, who am I to say or do this? Remember this, if you have something to say, say it. Don't wait for permission or validation from an external source. Speak out and show up from your heart. Your truth is a remarkable truth. It's worthy of being noticed and remarked upon, and it needs to be heard. This is Beth Bilo, and you've been listening to a blogcast edition of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.